0: Hey podcast listeners, The Crown Refs Mentor Program and Community just recently celebrated our 2-year anniversary and Patreon's been busy making their platform even better and we're thrilled to share with you these updates. Patreon now has a collections tab which features quick and easy access to our entire catalog which includes over 25 of our exclusive shows and series like Signal School, Rapid Responses, Guest Speakers, Crown Classics, Game Notes, Verbal Judo, The Wonderful Women of Officiating, The Sunday Swish, The CR Vlog, and Rule Resources, just to name a few. Not sure which tier is right for you? Our updated Crown Ref's page has got you covered with a clear breakdown of each tier's offerings. And there's more. Patreon is now offering free seven-day trials to give you a delicious taste test of what's cooking inside of our ref kitchen. You can check out the reimagined Patreon app, complete with community chats. Plus, we're introducing a new shop tab where you can grab individual episodes, exclusive instructional how-to videos, PDFs, pregame cards, whether you're a Patreon member or not. If our content has brought you any value in the past, we are kindly asking that you please consider joining the Crown Refs Mentor Program and Community for Officials. As soon as you sign up, I will personally send you a welcome email, so then you can get access to our 36 Discord community channels. You can go to patreon.com backslash crownrefs, or click the link in this episode to come explore the future of Crown Refs on Patreon. I can't wait to work with you and introduce you to our incredible community. You're amazing.
1: Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. So let's get into communication with players. Be approachable and a helpful guide. This is just a good strategy, good approach with the players. You want to be approachable. They come up to you and ask you a question. You don't want to act like you're not talking to them. We have to do it at the right time, but we we want to show them that we're open. And be helpful, be a helpful guide. They don't know the rules. They think they do, they don't. They don't know how to administer certain plays. They have a lot of questions. So just guide them, be helpful to them. They'll appreciate it. If they're being respectful and they're asking a legit question, then we're gonna, we're gonna respond to that all the time. With the players, we wanna de escalate. Three Ds de escalate, diffuse, dissolve. We wanna bring them back down so they're, they're, they're calmer. A lot of times they come at us with a lot of energy or they're upset about a play. We wanna de escalate them uh, by being a good listener and by being a good communicator. Proactive officiating. I'm talking to them all game, to avoid what I call game interrupters. Anyone ever heard of that term, game interrupters? You heard of that in FIBA at all? Game interrupters means when we stop the game, when marginal contact happens. It stops and interrupts the game. A, you know, travel. Travel, it's not travel. So we're, we're stopping the game. Incorrect call. That's, that's what it means but we want to be proactive so we can avoid some fouls. Okay, maybe a hand check, maybe you say hands off, or you see post players, they're doing a little pushing. Let go, easy, enough. So you're voicing, you're you're not talking them out of a pushing foul. If they push, you're not gonna say, don't push. No, you're just gonna call a foul. But it's the marginal, the incidental. Here's the line of a foul. Anything below this line, we wanna use our words. If it's above the line, it's a fact. But be proactive, it's gonna it's gonna create better game flow, it's gonna be less interruptions, less stoppages, and that's what we want, All right? We only wanna stop the game if something illegal happens. Well, can you please, uh, <coughs> please show us one example of how could you de-escalate uh, the, the players? De-escalating the players? Yes. Sure, I mean, I like to use, um, I like to repeat one word, maybe multiple times. Hey, 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 I hear you, talk to me, hey, talk to me, what did you have? I'm here to listen. So you're grabbing their attention, you have to grab their attention, especially if they're, they're hot, they're coming in at you, you gotta use words that are gonna calm them. So whether you know their name, if you know their name. John, 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 talk to me about it. I hear you, I understand that there was contact. I didn't have any illegal contact. That's why we played on. Does that make sense? So you're, you're asking them a question to de-escalate, you're getting their attention to de-escalate, you're repeating yourself to show presence, to show that you're engaged, to show that you're listening. So those are just some ways I use. It could come with a compliment. Like if they're trash talking, hey, you're too. Ta- hey, listen to me. You're too talented of a player to be trash talking. Just let your game do the talking. I'm telling you, you're you're so talented. Hey, you're too talented to be doing this. They're gonna be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Gave them a compliment. Put the sparks. If you put the sparks out, then you don't have to worry about a forest fire. So any sparks you see, players talking. Players pushing, players doing thing that's illegal, put the spark out. This this comes more about um, avoiding trash talking than fights, right? That's one of the worst things that can happen on a court for us is a fight. So if we see indications of that, put the spark out. Don't let it rise to become a fire. Because once it's a fire, we can't do anything about that. Then we gotta call for help. A couple times I use my voice, most notably. Uh, Rebounding plays, shot goes up, players pushing, holding, easy, enough, let go. Um, Post plays and bumping, pushing. Uh, Easy, enough, easy is is what I use all the time. Easy and enough, or let go, those three are my go-to. You gotta find what works for you. I'm just sharing what has worked for me. Um, a couple other times, we use our voice on free throws as the shot is going up, this, that's a rebounding play, but specifically on a free throw shot, use your voice. Loose balls, diving on the ground. Yeah, easy, easy, and then if we call a hell ball, or a jump ball, whatever you guys call it, dead ball officiate, and reassure them, or be reassuring, easy on the way up, that's what I like to say, easy on the way up. Because you know when players are on the ground, they're trying to get up, they throw a little extra elbow, a teammate comes in, tries to pick, his, hey guys, t- easy on the way up. And sometimes they help each other up, I compliment them. Thank you so much, I really appreciate the sportsmanship. If I see an opponent pick up another player, I'm complimenting him. Hey, thank you, I really appreciate that sportsmanship. Thank you so much. We wanna, we per- what we permit, we promote. Right, so we wanna promote Good behavior. Showing good sportsmanship is good behavior. I like to compliment them. It builds that equity and rapport with the players. On the, pr- on the press and perimeter is also when I talk to them about avoiding the marginal hand check calls, pressing situations. Again, I'm not talking to the same two players all game and saying, easy, easy, I'm not doing that. This is like one or two times to that same player. And then we just call the foul but we wanna be proactive and use our voice. All right, this is the hardest part of communication with coaches. Who feels comfortable here communicating with any coach on any day, no matter the level? Who knows they can, they can manage the hardest coach in Asia? Anyone feel comfortable doing that? I love it. Anyone else? Okay, great. It's okay if you don't have your hand up, it's hard. This is very challenging. This takes a lot of experience. This takes a lot of training. There's a lot of veteran officials that still don't do it well. A lot of division one, in America, a lot of division one refs still don't have, in my opinion, a complete understanding on how to properly manage coaches. I think we, in the world, allow coaches to do too much. We've given them more power in the game. I don't know how it is in Europe, But we just allow too much. The rule book says, can't disrespect the referee. You have to show good sportsmanship. But when it's time to address it, a lot of times we're not strong enough. So what I've built is a system called Rapid Responses. Anyone ever heard of Rapid Responses? Crown Ref's content, Rapid Responses? Great. I love that you haven't heard of it. So now I need you guys to do your research and search Rapid Responses. It's an 11-episode podcast series and training that i do specifically for communication with coaches it works no matter what country you're from you're gonna have to modify it and adapt it for your language for your league whatever but the concepts are all proven proven to work actually i gotta pull up another presentation excuse me i want to pull up the rapid responses give me one second this episode of the crown reps podcast is brought to you by refereestore.com. to save 15% on all united attire products enter crown 15
2: at checkout we hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you
1: listen have a great rest of your day I could send everybody this PDF. No, that's not it. So, this is a full presentation in itself, but I'll try to speed through it a little bit, but there's a lot here. Um, Wrapper responses are strategies and tactical tips to help you communicate and manage coaches more effectively. Okay. Incorrect call. So these are the episodes that are available like on Spotify or Apple Music just to get, familiarize you with the, the way they look. So these are 20 mindset tips for you to have before we even talk to the coach. You should already have this in your mind of a strategy of a plan of how you're going to communicate with the coach. Establish a professional relationship um being you know asking the coach how his family is i wouldn't recommend because six minutes later they're going to yell at you if 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 we knew they were going to be respectful i'd be like hey jim how's your family oh good good have a good game now we can we go up to them the way we do it in america is before the game we go shake the coach's hand we say good luck and that's it so don't go up to the coach and just start talking to him before the game um don't judge this is very important don't judge the coach for their previous behavior. So if you had the coach last week and you gave him two technical fouls and disqualified him, forget about it. You've gotta come into the next game with a clean slate. Don't judge him for that. And conversely, if they were the nicest coach in the world, don't come into the game thinking they're gonna be super nice again. Don't judge them. Just respond and adapt to how they are on that night. People change their personality and their characters all the time. I've seen the nicest coaches ever who never give you a problem. Then we have to eject them one game. I've seen the worst coaches in the world. You have them one game, you're expecting them to be bad. They don't say nothing. So don't even think about it. Every game is a fresh start.
2: that we had like we shared together like let's say okay we shouldn't be judging the coach uh, for the previous behavior like i gave him a technical or i disqualified him in the previous game and and i go and i say hey coach good morning have a good game but sometimes the coaches themselves also struggle with not judging me for the previous game so sometimes they respond back saying oh so uh,
0: you're going to give me another technical
2: today too and you know so how to deal with this kind of situations? How, what is the sure. best way of responding or dealing with the coach who is clearly still in the previous game or action?
1: You know. Great question, and it's very relevant, something we all experience. We're talking about us not judging, but the coaches, we can't control that. So we have to <laughs> communicate and use language to let them know that's unacceptable. Do you respond to that? What, what's, your, what's your first name again? Hyundai. Honda, you going to give me another technical foul today? What do you say?
2: If the rules necessitated.
1: Don't even don't... talk about the rules. No? Coach, coach, with all due respect, we're going to talk about today, not what happened in the past. I need you to be more professional. Strength, don't allow it. I'm not saying get into an argument, but as soon as they make it personal, you bring it back to professional.
2: I'm not talking about the conversations that happens during the game. Sometimes it starts happening before the game when I go up to the benches That's and right. I go up I to shake their hands and no. he says also no, no, today no, no, no. you're gonna
1: cut him off. Even cut, then, cut him off. Interrupt him, coach, 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 coach. Let's have a great game today. Let's not talk about what happened before. Hey, and then if they start to interrupt you, no, 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 coach, coach. Today doesn't matter about yesterday. Let's stay professional. Can you can you work with me here? No, I'm asking the coach, is that fair? I want to get a response out of the coach. Yeah, it's okay, that's fair. fair. Okay, great, but But if you allow it, then we we haven't addressed it. Now he thinks he can say that to you all game, right?
2: And what about uh, in the cases where there's no verbal comment from the coach, but we know from the way he behaves, he's still obsessed with the previous, like I go and say, coach, good morning and have a good game, and he's like, "Ah, good game, but I mean, how to, you know, deal
1: with that? Do you but, have a recommendation? Because I cannot say, hey, don't think about the past game. He's not no, saying but, any comments no, about the past game.
3: No, don't have to go game. there. He said good game. Don't judge him saying, you don't know what means. OK, coach, have a great
1: day. Don't try to think what he's thinking about. Okay. Because now you're judging him. Based, You think he doesn't like it. Be positive. Think optimistically. No, this is a great conversation. I'm glad you asked that. We have, that's what I'm saying. We have to be more, a little bit more firm. We let coaches say whatever we, they want to us. And we don't address it. Address it. it. Takes strength, It takes confidence. Don't try to convince the coach. If the coach asks you to explain a call, give them an explanation, but don't try to prove that your answer is right. Bring them the information and then that's it. If they disagree, that's fine. It's not a debate. Don't go into a back and forth. Yeah, the coach, uh, the defender was in a legal guarding position. No, he wasn't. Okay, coach, that's what I had. Yes, he was. Yeah, he ju- he was straight up. Like, don't go back and forth and debate. That's gonna we re- lose our our um, our command when we do that. Stop treating the coach like your boss. The coach is not your boss. Don't you should not be fearful of the coach. You should not be like tippy-toeing around the coach. It's not your boss. You're equals in the game. I know it may not seem like that because we've given the coach too much power, but treat them like equals in the game. Um, What we permit, we promote. So if we allow the coach in the beginning of the game to make a personal comment, we let that happen. If we have to stop it, don't promote that. What we permit, we promote. You guys ever heard that before? No. I say it a lot in all my pregames. Maybe we can start making this an international tip. What you allow, you're actually promoting. The best time to approach a coach is after a timeout. So if a coach has shouted onto the court a couple times and you don't have time to speak during the live ball, after their timeout, timeout, they coach their team 60 seconds, they're all fired up, they break the huddle, Then you approach the coach after they've just just got done coaching their team. Hey coach, hey, I'm very approachable if you have a question, but shouting across the court, we're not gonna tolerate that tonight. Do you have a specific question? Get to the specifics. Coaches are very general, generic. They wanna talk about four plays at once. No, 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 one play at a time, one play. We're getting hit. Which player are you speaking about? Which player are you speaking about? Specifics. They can't go narrow. They don't read the rule book. They're not trained officials. That's where our expertise is. So get get to that conversation where we're the expert. Respond to respectful questions. Hey Paul, why did you have a block there? I'm gonna answer that 100% of the time. Paul, how is that a block? Little different, right? So if they're asking respectful questions, we're gonna answer them all the time. I love having conversations about plays. That's why I have a podcast. I like talking about this stuff. If a coach wants to talk to me about a play, I'm here to, I'm here to speak, I'm here to answer them. If it's respectful and it's at the right time. Respect and timing are big. You gotta know what to ignore and what to address. Okay, a lot of, there's a lot of things we need to ignore and not address but knowing how to filter the two is a big skill. <laughs> okay, a couple other tips, mindset tips. Uh, maintain strong eye contact. When you're talking to the coach, look them right in the eye. Don't look down for a second. Don't start to look away when you're explaining. Dead in the eye the entire time. Deliver your message right to their eyes. Do not look anywhere else. You're not trying to intimidate them, but you're showing strength and command and confidence. Do not Guy. It's simple, but not everyone does it.
2: Again, can you illustrate another situation, please? I'd like to... Yeah, you know, great. Keep them coming. On so, what about like, once the coach is asking for an explanation of a situation, and we need to address that. So, but sometimes they're not willing to listen. They're just actually protesting it. But I mean, they're making it in a kind way, so you cannot, you know, not deal with it. So we go up to them, and I start... Explaining sharp and uh, concise, but the coach is already turning his back. Off, okay, and then he's turning his back while I'm speaking. So, what is the best way to react? Like, should I say, "Hey, I'm talking with you here," or okay, and then we go back to rushing our games too? Like.
1: So you, are you experiencing that a coach calls you over and as you go call, go over to him and you start your response, they just walk away from you? Does yeah. that happen to you yeah. a
2: lot? Yeah, turns his back, he doesn't even listen to the rest of the sentence, turns his back and, you know. Does this
1: happen to you a lot? Yeah. So then I would look at yourself and mm-hmm. say, what can I do better? What words am I using? What? How do you normally start that conversation? And again, we can only I control. I say, uh, coach, I'm here.
2: Uh, I can. Here right now, and they <coughs> say something, why'd you get a, I don't know, why'd you call this uh, a hit, and then you didn't call the same uh, position over there on the other court, and I said there was a hit here, and hand. Uh, so I have a good
1: response for yeah. this. Yeah. same. Plays are never the same. Coach, I understand the play was a little similar, but it's not the same. If the same exact play happens, we'll have the same exact call. Don't let them box you in, Telling you that both plays are the same. They're not. That's a lie. He's lying to you. So you could acknowledge that. I hear they're a little close, but they're they're different. Now back to answer your original question. If you go give a coach a response and he walks away, you may he, coach, coach, I would never <laughs> walk away from you like that. Or coach, you ask me for a response. You don't need it now, or okay. But if that becomes a pattern, then you gotta address it. Then go up to him at a timeout. Hey coach, hey coach. I'm very approachable if you have a question, but it's very rude if you ask me my opinion and then you walk away from it. I would never walk away from you. Can you, does that make sense? Can you be more professional? Or is that fair? So that's a good technique to use during a timeout. But if it happens one time, okay. If it happens twice, three times, once patterns start to develop, then we have to address the coach. Do it at a timeout or a dead ball. Is that helpful?
2: Yeah, but uh, I was also wondering actually uh, following up on that question I was also wondering uh, if this is adequate way to address it if it becomes a pattern or I feel like it's becoming a pattern with a particular coach in a particular game I sometimes try to you know make this establish this contact with him during a timeout or something and say you know you asked me something and I gave uh, I try to give you an explanation come here and and try to uh, talk to you and if you're not willing to listen then next time uh, I will not try answering your questions. And then for some games, for the remainder of the uh, game, he tries to ask questions. I totally ignore him. But I don't know from a gra- officiating perspective if we are allowed to do react that way, that ignore a coach totally. Until it requires a technical follow-up, but it's a different.
1: I mean, and that's why I put on the last slide, you got to know what to ignore and what to address.
2: Yeah, but I mean, if it's, it requires a technical fault, I would give it. But if it doesn't require technical fault, but he's still looking for, he's looking for explanations, I just don't hear him. I don't listen to him. I don't, I ignore him because he hasn't been willing to interact with me previously.
1: Okay, so but, many times. but is he now being more respectful? Is he now asking at the right time?
2: But he has always asked at the right time he's just not willing to listen to my explanation when...
1: And he cuts you off?
2: And then turns back.
1: Again, but yes. we have to address that behavior. If he's interrupting you, if he's walking away from you, you have to address that.
2: Which we address, let's say during the timeout, say, hey, you've been asking me questions, right. and you're not willing to listen. Mm-hmm. So, and then next time I try to give him an explanation and he still does it, then I ignore him for the following questions.
1: Understood. Okay. So you gotta be contextual to that game if this is yeah, yeah. A, what has happened you know you said this to him this is what he did next these are the actions that you took then you can you can ignore it be, below the line of a technical foul yeah. you know
2: okay yeah i, I, I see this is a very particular question and relating to a particular situation but i was just curious like and it it may also be a personal trait, because this doesn't actually concern all the coaches like what i Think of is just like one two coaches particular, so maybe it's their personality traits, but also we have all this kind of personalities that we have to work with. So I wanted to know, yeah, you know, what is just the best. Ignore thing. Them. Yeah. Um, yes.
3: So typically, do we actually entertain the questions uh, from the coaches? So. To, you, to ask questions in regards to how and why and whatever, like uh, with, with the judgments that we are uh, giving. But typically, do we entertain such, uh,
1: such things? How are they asking? Are they asking at the right time? Are they asking respectful? That's what I want to ask you. Okay. okay. Are they being respectful? Are they asking at the right time? Exactly.
3: okay so so it depends Give on the timing depends. it and depends the on their about. communication It okay. depends on the timing and it depends on the and way they, they say they it okay and if it's related to a rule which is the coach is not aware of like during the game let's say um, as, as far as I know that we don't we are not there to help them understand the rules right. let's say so maybe after the game or we, we, we what what's the, the typical or best answer for that
1: Oh, I don't talk to the coaches after the year. Um, are you saying what's the best way to explain a rule to them? Um, to respond, let's say, to
3: respond to such black uh, like questions, which are related to rules.
1: Well, that's where we come in as the expert. They don't read the rule book, and we do. So we have to provide a rule-based explanation. That means you don't read exactly what is in the rule book, because then you're going to sound like a robot. They're not going to know what that means. But you pick out the key terms. Legal guarding position, verticality, so you got to say rule-based things that they'll understand, right? but you do it in a, in a, in a human, non-robotic way. I'm going to answer more of your question with one of these next points that I'm going to get to. Um, there you go, it's next. <laughs> know the difference between asking a question and questioning a call. I had this conversation with my wife a couple days ago. I'm going to share with you guys, okay? First of all, I got to be better at communicating with my wife. Let me just say that. But I feel like when she asks me a lot of questions, she's not asking me the question because she's curious and wants to know the answer. She's She's asking it in question form, but she's disagreeing with my actions. Why did you do that? Versus, hey, why did you do that? Right? When we ask curious questions, we wanna know the answer. When we say it why did you now your question now you're not asking a question. Yes, on paper you're asking me a question in question form, but you're clearly just giving your opinion through a question. So you gotta know the difference. If they're asking a legit question, we're gonna give a legit answer. If they're questioning your call, now you may wanna take a different approach based on their sportsmanship. You know? So that's gonna be Take away this one, the difference between questioning a call and asking a question. It's gonna help you with your approach and how you're gonna communicate that next conversation. Here's another good one. And we didn't even get into the tactics yet, so I appreciate your attention. Sorry, this is going a little long, but there's a lot here. How many minutes you sit here? How, many, how much time do I have? No time. Okay, i No, I'll, I'll, I'll try to rush a little bit. So there's three voices that we have. Use the three voices, the authority voice, The normal voice and the diffusing voice. Your authority voice comes when you need to make sure they're being safe, to DS, um, if you see players trash talking, if you see players pushing. Let go, enough, hey, enough. Authority voice, normal voice, self-explanatory. Diffusing voice, hey, I hear you, talk to me, talk to me. What'd you have? I'm a good listener, just tell me what you have. We can talk about this play. Diffusing. So know the three different voices I want if you're having normal if you're using your normal voice the game's going good. We want to use our normal voice as much as possible. If coach is asking a legit question at the right time that's a normal voice very simple. And I was thinking the other day I had a game and I was just kind of evaluating the sportsmanship and I said to myself I use my normal voice all game so that tells you there was no issues. Understand the difference between offense and defense offense is kind of like your authority voice But more specifically what offense means is when a coach is Acting unsporting offense means you need to go tell them that they're acting unsporting in in whatever words you're going to use So if a coach is shouting three or four times on the court and the crew hasn't had an opportunity to talk to them We got to go play offense so getting to the coach after a timeout is an example of offense Anytime a coach does something disrespectful, unsportsmanlike, rude, we have now the opportunity and the leverage to play offense. Because it's our job to run the game in a fair way and enforce the rules. Well, it takes you going and um, inserting yourself. Defense is de-escalation, okay? Maybe we missed the call, coach is a little upset. Paul, you guys missed that one. I hear you coach, you might be right. I hear you, I understand. So it's just defense. So know the difference. You've gotta know which one to play at the right time. Um, but don't be scared of playing offense. A lot of officials are scared. There's a lot of there's a lot of fear in officiating. I'm seeing a lot of fear. So the quicker we can eliminate the fear, the more confident you're instantly gonna have. Um, we talked about everyone supporting. Um, compliment them. So we're talking about strategies to play offense and talk about like, their unsporting behavior, if they're being nice, compliment them. Hey, Paul, I just wanna, I wanted to know why that was a, a block. Could you explain that? Yeah, Coach, I, I had the defender um, not establishing a legal guarding position. But I just want to say I really appreciate how respectful you're talking to me. I say that a lot. Coach calls me over and, and asks a question, and we've had a good conversation. I may leave that conversation thanking them. What we permit, we promote. I'm promoting good behavior. I'm promoting sportsmanship. And plus, from their perspective, they're gonna they're gonna hear your compliment, and they're gonna be like, it'll be a little confusing, but in a good way. They're just gonna move on, or they'll just appreciate it. Um, our responses should close the door, not open them up. When we go talk to a coach, we were closing the door. We don't wanna. Communicate with words that create more conversations. You um, talked about not talking to the coach. Asking questions to them is a great way to what I call reapply the pressure. Coach calls you over, wants to know an explanation. Coach, I had the defender establishing a legal guarding position and he moved back legally. Did you have him moving forward? No, I had him moving backwards. Okay, so for those reasons, that's why it was legal. But now you're asking an officiating question to them. We're not here to just answer their questions. You can ask them questions too. They're not expecting it. They're not used to it. They're not the expert. So put them in a position where they have to give you an officiating explanation. And guess what? They're not good at that. They're not, they're not gonna go very deep. So that's where our strength and our advantage lies. Um, we dictate the terms of the dialogue. It's up to us to establish what we're gonna talk about. If we let the coach talk about past experiences, we're not dictating those terms. We have to dictate the terms. So that applies directly to your situation. It's like the court, it's like a judge. A judge in court um, throws out evidence that they can't use. You guys know that when a judge throws it out, you can't use it. Same thing with some of the things the coaches say. Don't allow. Um, And then finally, don't explain your text to coaches. These are grown adults. Why do you need to explain their misbehavior? Shouldn't they know? Shouldn't they know what they did wrong? But what do we do? We call a tech on the coach for yelling at us, and then they say, why is that a tech? And then you have to go explain the fact that they yelled at you when they should know that. Just get away. Get away. Don't de-escalate after a technical foul. That's my recommendation to you. I see a lot of officials.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. Serve the game.